You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. So, um, I think the big thing we wanted to see from scrimmage one to scrimmage two was how much progress that we could make as a team how much improvement we would make. Uh, the areas of improvement were, you know, discipline to execute. We had lots, too many penalties last week, too many mental errors. Um, so we made some improvement in that area. Effort to finish plays was much better. And ability to sustain for the most part uh, was better, even though we got cut short a little bit, probably by maybe 10 plays for each team because we got a storm coming. So. We had to cut it off at the end a little bit, but you know, all in all, I saw a lot of improvement, especially in the first units. The first offense and the first defense was very productive in terms of how they played, how they executed, how they communicated and played together. Second group, um, both sides of the ball, lots of mental errors still, uh, lots of struggles, lack of confidence in terms of how they play and how they execute, which you know, we obviously need to get more guys who can play winning football. But I think everybody's got to ask themselves, you know, the choices and decisions you make helping you get closer to your goals or further away. 
in terms of the way you practice every day, the way you prepare to practice every day, how you take care of yourself off the field. All those things are really important, and uh, I think some of these guys, especially the young guys, probably not used to doing that. So that's just a habit that we got to create. If we're going to be able to accomplish something of significance this season, it's not going to come easy, and people are going to have to make sacrifices to do it. So uh, we'll see how many people we can get to do that. I think you know, some of the older, experienced players understand that. I think some of the younger guys that we need to come along, need to be able to play winning football, need to make progress you know, in those areas. There you have Nick Saban, and he is uh, talking about his practice on Saturday with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Hello, and welcome to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, along with, of course, Jay and uh, Lars. Uh, I'm back. You guys, I don't know that I've been in studio here and maybe since we've all been around in like three weeks. So, anyway, it's good to see you guys. Good to see Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte has grown. Uh, I think she's put on about eight pounds. Uh, <laughs> man, the dog was tiny when I left, and now it's a, it's a big, big dog. But um, anyway, lots to talk about with what happened over the weekend, both at Auburn and Alabama's fall camps. But uh, first of all, Jay, why don't you, uh, how are you and, and who's up, who, who is up and online? Yeah, man, been doing great. Thank you. And uh, I hope you had a great time at the beach. Um, I know that was a good breakaway for you and Karen to have a chance to get down to the beach and spend some time. And uh, what a great time to be doing. Hopefully you had great weather as well. Yeah, we're presented by Top Golf for Birmingham. Remind everybody you got the Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. The bowling of this generation and uh, one of those things with co-workers, family, and friends that you'll just have a blast at Top Golf in Birmingham and driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You'll see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, tell us a little bit about the beach. How was it? Did you get burnt? No, I, I, uh, I've i had so many episodes with skin cancers and so forth. I I, I looked like, uh, I don't know, I, I, I mummy up. I put stuff on everywhere. My wife goes and she'll sit out there all day. That that's fine, but um, I'll sit at one of those tiki bars and just have some cocktails. Uh, that's my idea of the beach. So, and uh, we did we did a significant amount of that uh, as well. Uh, we had not been, we've gone to the beach a lot, but we went to Hilton Head, which is very very different uh, aesthetically among other things. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, truly enjoyed it. Appreciate you guys. Let me take a a week away from the microphone. All this is this is certainly not a job. This is fun for me too. But um, we did it. We enjoyed it. You guys, what you did you manage without me last week, Lars? It was difficult. I imagine it, it was. was. It yeah. was difficult. Sure it, was. it was difficult. Uh, you know, not like you hadn't been doing it four years without <laughs> me before. Uh, August twenty eighth is actually going to be the five year anniversary of uh, Jay and I working together on this show. Four so, years. Uh, looking forward to that. It, it's. It, I, I actually went back, Jay. It, it's. It's Did five. Oh, we, no. we started in twenty seventeen. You lost a year there. Uh, I had to. It was uh, a COVID. I, I had to give my. I had to give my CV to somebody, and uh, I looked on it, and I, I have written down 2017. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, there, there's so much going on, and there's so much going on in the college football world. Uh, apparently, uh, Big Ten is in talks with Oregon. Could be more expansion. Uh, the Big Ten, I don't think, is over expanding, uh, and and we'll see how it goes with that. Down at Auburn, it's looking like uh, our guy, J.T. Finley, is going to be the starter. And amazingly, hearing that uh, Zach Calzada may be number three on the depth chart, I thought for sure he was going to win the job. How do you go from and beating Alabama to I third know. on Auburn? I know, depth chart. I know. It, 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 I, 
because of that, let me interrupt you. I think it's very injury oriented. Do you? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, it has to be. It, it it has to be. Other or perhaps Finley has just made uh, a big leap uh, over the last uh, six seven months. Uh, because when we saw him in the Birmingham Bowl, and you were there, uh, he was not an SEC caliber quarterback. He was an, he was not an SEC caliber backup quarterback. And then um, you know the uh, Jay the the scrimmage um, uh, at, at Bryant Denny. Uh, Nick Saban had a lot of positive things to say about the the starting units, and he specifically pointed out the wide receivers and the uh, emergence. Of um, of, of uh, Treshawn Holden, uh, he who is the uh, junior, former four-star recruit out of uh, Florida, and uh, the, the he's the the dean of the receivers group. You know, it's uh, it, it's Treshawn and a bunch of uh, again, he's a junior, and it's Treshawn and a bunch of uh, uh, five freshmen and three sophomores. And uh, it's certainly now it, it's look it, things are coming into uh, uh, clarity here in the receiver room. It certainly looks like uh, the top three guys are going to be the G- Georgia transfer Jermaine Burton, and then sophomore Jacory Brooks, and then uh, and then Holden. And uh, that seems like a pretty solid group to me, Jay. Yeah, and again, it's just been about you know chemistry for um, you know having a chance to let Bryce. Bryce Young get a chance to work with these guys and with it's been through spring practice, early summer workouts, and then now in the fall practice. It's just, you know, again, Treshawn has been a guy that's been around, as you said, this, he's the, um, what, a junior uh, this year and been around and been in that locker room. And those are the guys and he and Bryce have had a chance to work together. Now it's about getting uh, Jermaine Burton, the reps. It's about, uh, you know, seeing if, uh, you know, Kendrick Law, a freshman also that had, had a little bit of a showing uh, in the scrimmage and, and other guys that, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks last year, just the plays that he made. So I, I think they're going to be good at that position. The key is just going to be injuries. Can they keep guys healthy? Uh, if they can do that, I think it's, it's going to be a big year as far as in the passing game, being able to push people off the ball as far as the secondary, giving Jameer Gibbs and the other running backs back there a chance to really perform and play at a high level uh, at the running back position as well. So I'm excited about it. I think the offensive line's coming together really well. I think Coach Saban hit it on the head, talked to a number of people that were at the scrimmage at the first and uh, defense, first offense, looked very solid. The first offense looked like they'd caught up a little bit mad from last week's uh, scrimmage, which is kind of normal in that first week scrimmage. But uh, all in all, I think everybody seemed pretty happy about it. Uh, I think, you know, just the undiscipline, uh, not playing effective football, the way that Coach Saban talks about that, you know, that was more kind of the second, third string type guys. And those are the guys that really, in my mind, you have to prove yourself. I mean, now's your chance during summer camp to say, look, I may not be the best at my position, but I'm going to do the right things, you know, line up in the right spots. I'm going to execute at a high level, and I'm going to stay committed to the process. And I think if you do those things, the coaches notice it, especially the head coach wearing the straw straw hat. So that's where the young guys got to get more discipline, better effort, and uh, really just paying, you know, just close attention to those details. You know, we may overanalyze this, but I always find it intriguing to talk about the nature and the disposition of Nick Saban when he's talking about practices, games, recruits, whatever the case may be. But for him to talk that positively, uh, Lars, you've been around him. We've all been around him. But normally, to me, he's breaking stuff down to try and make points to certain players. 
But, boy, he was just very, very strong and very positive about his one. I think he likes his team very much. And, um, you know, just uh, I also find it interesting that uh, the running back depth is so uh, deep. Depth is deep, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that 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 uh, five-star freshman Emmanuel Henderson, right? He was the second-rated running back in the class of twenty twenty-two. He's seeing time at wide receiver because they want to get him on the field in some fashion. And uh, there's wow. just there's just so this this team, Jay, it, it is just loaded with talent uh, at the at, at the skill positions. I mean. If, uh, if if these receivers are as good as we think they can be, uh, especially Jermaine Burton, and we kind of broke down Jermaine Burton last week about how he was the key player in the national championship game in the in the winning drive for Georgia, and uh, we saw what Ja'Cory Brooks can do, and, and now I think, uh, like I mentioned, Holden will probably be that third wide receiver. And then, uh, again, the, the depth at, at running back and the explosiveness of uh, Gibbs. Uh, and then you got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, as the trigger man. This this offense just could be lethal. And you combine that with a defense that has the, the best player in the country uh, in Will Anderson and maybe the second best uh, uh, rush line, rush uh, outside edge rusher in Dallas Turner. And this it's just... Uh, it's so recipe for success could yeah. be. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. Hey, Jay, as we roll a break, uh, go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I just was going to ask you of the two, which concerns you more: uh, inexperienced at wideout or same situation with offensive line? Oh, offensive line. They they got the guys at wideout. Tyler Harrell, another guy we haven't even mentioned. You know, the Miami, Florida uh, native. Out of Louisville, he's the speedster, the guy they think can be a Jamison Williamson t- Williams t- type guy that can really take the top off the top of the coverage. And so I think that's that that's that's not a worry there. I think they've got the athletes. Now it's about Tyler Steen at left tackle. It's about how do they rotate certain guys, get the right mix of five that they need, and create that chemistry up front. You got to have the big boys to be able to win games. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show on the show today. Mick Gillespie is coming up also in the second hour here. We will also be talking to the one and only Tim Brando. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy through tonight. A good chance of showers and thunderstorms. The high today, 79. Tonight's low, 67. For tomorrow, the sky occasionally cloudy with a few passing showers and storms during the day. The high at 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Charlotte is in the studio as well. Um, hey, let's jump into Auburn for a minute. Uh, we, we we touched on the quarterback situation um, about TJ now looking like Finley looks like he is the leader there. Jay, does that surprise you? 
No, because I, th- I think he has had more time in the system, and I think he's been around Brian Arson. And last year, that was a you know a big move for Brian Arson when he put him in, replacing Bo Nix. And and really, I think um, you know what made a lot of the Auburn family kind of upset with him at that particular time, and even maybe afterwards when we saw what kind of happened in the offseason. But um, no, I mean T.J. Finley's got all the you know the physical tools and got all the you know things that you know you, you need to have as far as the, the size and the ability and all that. It's just about making good decisions on the field and being able to be a leader for his team. And I think that's the thing that, um, you know, they thought with Calzon going out and having a chance to maybe get him and, and bring him in, that that would, you know, be somebody that could help push TJ to a different level as well. So you always need great competition. So I think maybe that's the biggest thing is that TJ just had a little bit of a head start on him when it comes to the offense. Yeah, I mean, there have been some highlights out there uh, from some scrimmages where TJ's looked pretty good. Uh, but, you know, he completed 55% of his passes last year. Um, he, he's he's a big guy, obviously. Um, he's he's certainly got the body, the arm strength, uh, the mobility. But uh, it, if, if you're Brian Harson, it's got to be a little scary to think that you're betting your football career, your football life on the arm and legs of, of TJ Finley. But hey, you know if if he's outplayed Calzada. And uh, and the kid from uh, Oregon, uh, I I guess they gotta they gotta roll T.J. Finley. I mean, look, I think you mean, you going mean the to kid be from a Oregon run- from Alabama, right? You're talking about Robbie Ashford. Yeah, right. Come, come, come. Yeah, full, full. Yes, come full, full circle. circle. My, my bad on that. Um, but uh, I, I think this offense needs to run through uh, uh, Tank Bigsby. I mean, he's he's there. He's there. I think he's the best player on their team. And, uh, you know, they do have some issues on the offensive line. But I think uh, Auburn has a lot of talent on defense. And uh, they're going to win games by, uh, I think, you know, not being super explosive on offense, uh, have a ball-controlled attack, and uh, trying to limit the mistakes. And then, uh, you know, just ride Bigsby and hope that the defense can make plays when it matters, Matt. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still a little bit puzzling all the way around, and it is expected that when Auburn names their captains tomorrow, that in all likelihood he will name the starter. Doesn't mean he has to. Doesn't mean he will. Um, I would think he would have to do so by the end of the week. Um, I've always thought, uh, particularly since um, Antonio Langham kind of backed it up, it's, uh, maybe maybe this Ashford kid's got something to him. Um, he ne- he didn't play at, Aug- at Oregon, and... Uh, he transferred back, but right now it looks like uh, he, he would be third on the depth chart and uh, T.J. Finley would be first. But here's the one thing. You just pointed it out, Lars. What was his percentage last year? 55. All right. The one thing that Harson has said in, in fall camp is he continues to be inaccurate. Um, he can be brilliant at times, uh, but he can also – Played like he did in the Birmingham Bowl I, I, was dang near embarrassing. I, and I think yeah. you made a good point. Zach Calzada, I mean, he missed the spring recovering from shoulder surgery. And, yep. yeah, he's been going in, in fall camp. But, uh, you know, he's only been working in this offense for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Legitimately, right? He's been on the field only a couple of weeks. And T.J. Finley is in year two. So, I, I think, Jay, when you look at it from that perspective, it makes a little bit of sense. 
Yeah, and I think you know Harson kind of described what he wanted a quarterback. He said you can tell your tell who your quarterback is when you walk into a room. I think Harson said that guy's sitting there, has his notebook out, he's dialed in, he's sitting in the meeting room, knows the answers, he's flowing with the coach, and he's one of the first guys out there on the field getting warmed up. He's got command of what's going on. It's it's uh, every single thing. He went on to say, um, Finley sees things out there. Nobody, not everybody, conceptually picks things up very quickly. It takes a little bit of time. He's got the mentality, Harson said. Some guys have it, and some takes time for others. He'll figure it out. But we're all good at something, and some guys are really good at football and just and just seeing it. So uh, he's talking about uh, Finley there uh, from Brian Harson. And I, and I tell you, you know, Robbie Ashford actually coached against him for, gosh, three or four years. I mean, maybe Antonio talked about that. You were talking about Langham. Uh, Antonio was uh, the deepest coordinator on our, on, our, on our side against Hoover, who at that time when we were at Spain Park – well, we were out, man, a pretty good bit. But, man, watching Robbie play, at that, even at that age, you knew that he was going to be somebody very special. Um, that You uh, knew that he had not only the, the ability, but he, he even at a young age, you saw him out there leading his team, doing the things to, in order to you know really be effective at the quarterback position, then watching him through high school and seeing his progression. Um, you know, I, I was really hoping he would stay in state and play somewhere, you know, whether it be in Alabama or Auburn, headed to Oregon. He felt like that's where the best fit for him was at the time. But now having a chance to be back, I'd love to see him get as many opportunities as possible. But uh, they've got, you know, with Calzada, as you said, I mean, he's, he's been going through, you know, this spring, uh, recovering from that. And then, um, you know, I think Finley must be the guy right now that seems to be impressing Harson the most. And again, it's just the, the amount of time he's had in the offense. Lars, yeah, you I, said something earlier, and, and it's I guess he'll still wear the same jersey for, wasn't that what tanked him? I think he'd get tanked the ball 40 times a game. Yeah. I mean, when you when you got a lead pony, you ride him. Uh, use him like uh, Alabama used Derrick Henry. Um, and right. I, I, he he's not been real injury prone. He's been able to take licks and keep on ticking. So from talking to Auburn fans, I think the 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 people's choice is Robbie Ashford. Really? Right? Yeah, I think I think the Auburn fans want Robbie Ashford, but you always want the unknown quality, right? You and and also I think people like the fact that he's from Hoover. But um, I don't know. A lot of people bring up, too, the fact that T.J. Finley was uh, 60 seconds away from beating Alabama. But y- you know what his stats were in regulation? Uh, they were not good. 13-22 <laughs> to 22 for 114 yards. He, but he, he, um, he was a game manager. I mean, we got to give him credit for, yeah. for, for at least having them in position to win. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh it, Auburn's always interesting to me because of all the drama surrounding the program, the fans, the uh, the coaching staff, and you know, will will Harson, you know, even make it to uh, November? Uh, we'll see. But uh, as as you've mentioned many times, Jay, this is usually when Auburn jumps up and uh, surprises everyone. No doubt about it, and uh, it's kind of like when they're being counted out is when they're the best at, at it. When they're kind of sitting in the uh, in the uh, um, kind of the brush, waiting to uh, attack. So uh, we'll see whether or not that's that Auburn Tiger team this year. It's a big year for Arsenal, Matt. Oh, God. yeah. Um, and we've said this 107 times. A lot hinges on how they look and how they perform in Penn State. It's game, day week. Game. it's game day week, man. Nebraska is playing on Saturday. And they're playing in Dublin. Are you going? <laughs> I'm looking for tickets right now. Okay. <laughs> and not plane ticket. Well, I don't know. <laughs> plane ticket may be harder to get. Good grief.
flying is no picnic these I got, days. I got enough miles. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. All right. Uh, hey, let's talk with Mick Gillespie in just a minute. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Hey, welcome back to the program. Jay Parker, Show, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter are now being joined I don't know. Could be in Tennessee. Could be in Alabama. Fairhope. I'm not sure where he is. Mick Gillespie. Mick, it's Matt and the gang. How are you? Roll Tide, guys. Yeah, I'm talking to you from rainy Fairhope today. So back home for a little bit. It's uh, It seems to be raining all over Alabama, and it shows no mm-hmm. signs of, uh, of stopping. But quite honestly, we need it, and it cools things off. So uh, I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, Mick, just just catch us up. Where are you on your minor league trail? Well, we played the Barons this weekend, and um, you know this is the time of year where the uh, the Cubs normally take all of our good players and give us some guys that uh, are not always um, you know ready to have success in this league. And I think we we ended up with uh, two wins out of the six games, but the Barons were averaging like ten runs a game, so. <laughs> not the kind of baseball that I like to watch. I'll just put it like that. Mick, uh, Mick uh, well, switching. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Lars. Yeah, so so Mick, just switching to uh, Alabama uh, football. Uh, your thoughts on on the, the scrimmage this weekend? What you're hearing? Uh, what you heard Nick Saban say? Just your analysis of uh, everything when he put it together. Yeah, I'm excited about football, and I'll be hosting uh, on Bama Insider tonight, Monday night quarterback at 7, and tomorrow with Andrew Bone, the recruiting show at 8 o'clock. And um, I'm excited. Look, it sounds like the, the first team for Alabama is starting to click, and that isn't good news for the second team. You know, Nick Saban called those guys out, and, you know, he talked a lot about, you know, hey, if you get beat on a play, you've got to be able to go back there and make the next play. Well, you know, when you're up against Bryce Young or uh, <laughs> a lot of these guys that Alabama has, which is like an all-star team in every position, that might be easier said than done. But I also think that's why Alabama's been so good for so long, because when you're practicing against Will Anderson Jr. every day, you're going to get beat a lot. And maybe you eventually figure out, you know, kind of how to block him or slow him down. He's probably the toughest guy you're going to face uh, the entire year. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, wide receiver-wise, it, it sounded like Tayshaun Holden had a really big scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, we know he can play football. Um, Jermaine Burton's been very consistent. And, you know, and, and we all know that Jacoby Brooks is going to have uh, – Jacoby Brooks is going to have a big, a big year. I mean, it, it just he kind of – Slots in to me as that guy who's the next guy that Alabama's kind of developed since the recruiting 
um, to be a huge wide receiver. But some of the other guys might step up. You know, uh, Prentice has had some big games, you know, some big scrimmages and practices. So I'm curious to see the guys that click with Bryce Young, how this offense is going to move. But Alabama on the ground is going to be a lot different this year. The biggest concern that I have is holding on to the football because, look, Alabama hasn't fumbled the ball with running backs a lot lately. You know, uh, uh, Brian Robinson last year was like a a lock when he held on to the football, didn't have the uh, breakaway explosiveness, but you were guaranteed he was going to hold on to the ball, right? And then um, Najee Harris, same way. You know, he just didn't fumble the football his last year and kind of was very reliable. The difference is, on the good side for Alabama, is it's going to be like handing the ball off to, you know, Waddle or Smitty or those kind of guys with Gibbs, McClellan, Williams, and and they're going to break a lot of big runs, I think. I think that the explosiveness that Alabama is going to have in the run game is going to look a lot different than it did in the past. We're visiting with uh, Nick Gillespie with Bama Insider. Always great to have him on, and he's with us each and every Monday. Uh, let's go to the quarterback position. Look, I know the lock is Bryce Young, uh, but you know you got really from this, we brought this question up last year, or last year, last week, talking about how that you know it, from starting year one to year two, how big of a jump can a quarterback make? And I know it's a big one because been there, done that, and understand you know the experience factor of it. Really seeing how Bryce uh, not only was playing well at the beginning of the year, but really came into his own in big plays, especially that Auburn game in overtime, as far as winning that game and pushed them to a national championship title. But just talk about that position, the quarterback room, and kind of where you see Bryce Young right now. What are things that he can do to get better? Well, look, I mean, there's obviously, you know, no no quarterback uh, battle going at Alabama for the starting job. I mean, they, they have the uh, you know, Heisman Trophy winner. And I guess for him, the the thing would be just to, to be able to get rid of the football a little bit cleaner, a little bit faster. You know, sometimes it felt like he held onto the ball a little bit too long last year, but, you know, he, he was able to do that because the offensive line allowed him to do that. Um, and that's me trying to find something. I mean, he, he when in the Georgia uh, fourth quarter against Georgia in the national championship game, he didn't have anyone that could catch the ball. He, and he's still, with guys trying to chase him down, rolling out, throwing passes on the money. So, you know, I'm guessing for him it's just get a little bit faster, get a little bit cleaner, work on having finding the, the same type of chemistry that he had last year with John Mechie and uh, Jamison Williams with, with some of these guys. You know, the tight end position is going to be a, a question as well. Is Lactu going to be there? Is he not going to be there? Um, when's he coming back? Who's going to be the next big tight end? And we found out with Brock Bowers last year at Georgia, that you know, there's somebody on this team that could be the next great tight end. Uh, but, you know, who was talking about uh, Brock Bowers before the season last year? I mean, people started to say, well, you know what, this guy, I mean, he's having a good camp. And he turned out to be the most important player that they had on that team, you know. So uh, going to the, the backup role, Ty Simpson is, this kid was, was bred to be a starting quarterback. I mean, he, you know, his, Dad's a coach. He's been around football his entire life. Uh, you know, he's played at a high level. He he's a, a, I think a little bit like Mac Jones as far as style goes, but he can run more than maybe we give him credit for. And then Jalen Milrow is just a huge 
Uh, he's a big, strong athlete. You know, we saw him in the 8A game. It's a, it's, it's a different style because he does run the football, um, but he can also throw as well. But I don't know that his passes are as crisp um, as, as Ty Simpson. I'm curious to see kind of, you know, how, how that shapes out. But, you know, just looking at history at Alabama, it'll be Milrose second and uh, Simpson third. Uh, the other thing, too, and I mean, you know, and I hate to say this, but if something, you know, you, you got to watch for transfers. I mean, this is with every team, you know, particularly backup quarterback. You know, you know how how is you know if it's a really tight race for backup, you know, somebody going to transfer? I, I don't know. I mean, Alabama really hasn't lost a lot of guys during you know during the season with transfers, and I think that really goes to show the commitment that these guys have to Nick Saban and vice versa. But when you talk about quarterbacks around the country and, you know, NIL and everything else and the fact that you can transfer whenever you want, um, you know, that's something to keep an eye on too. But my, my gut feeling is that you won't see any of that. It'll be, you know, Bryce Young, Milrow, and, uh, and Simpson, and that Alabama has three really good quarterbacks. And their top quarterback, who's a Heisman Trophy winner, could win it again this year. What's the quarterback? I mean, the the running back room going to look like? Is Gibbs going to be your starter? I mean, I, yeah, I think Gibbs is the starter, and I I got a feeling that it's not going to necessarily be Gibbs just taking the ball, uh, you know, from a handoff, but the fact that he's so good at catching the football. And I'm excited to see what Bill O'Brien does in his second year as offensive coordinator. It, the coordinators at Alabama take all the heat, you know, because we, we don't ever criticize Nick Saban, you know. Um, I tried to do it one time, and my aunt uh, messaged me on the uh, Bama Insider postgame show that I should never, ever question Nick Saban. And I was just wondering why Tua was left in the game 35-7 to or 35 to nothing when he got hurt against Mississippi State. I wasn't even really trying to do too much, you know. It was just like, hey, this would have been a good idea maybe to take him out. Well, don't do that. So what we do is we throw all of the, the criticism on the coordinators. If anything goes wrong, it's always their fault, right? Um, but Bill O'Brien, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I really like Bill O'Brien. I just, he just, there's something about this guy. Uh, I watched a movie about the, the, the job that he did at Penn State when he took over and how he kind of saved that program. You know, he's been an NFL head coach and, um, and then watching him talk before the season started, it's going to be really fun to see how, and going back to the running back, to see how he incorporates Gibbs' ability to catch the ball and then the speedy shiftiness of McClendon and, uh, McClellan and Williams and, and that running back room. And there, there's five guys that could potentially tote the rock for Alabama. And most of them have experience. Uh, the reason they ended up on the sideline was uh, not their fault. Well, it wasn't injury-related. Hey, you're talking and listening to Mick Gillespie on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy through tonight. A good chance of showers and thunderstorms. The high today, 79. Tonight's low, 67. For tomorrow, the sky occasionally cloudy with a few passing showers and storms during the day. The high at 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. we got to this subject but uh it was it was actually feeding the corn huskers in dublin have you ever had a haggis which is a sheep's stomach so lars have you you know i spent six months living in glasgow yeah. uh, scotland uh writing a book on nfl europe and uh i took a look at haggis and i would have heaved Ooh. i would have heaved that haggis had i eaten the haggis I, i've never even seen it in person but i've seen pictures of it or like on tv and i said no i'm not touching that all right let, let's go around the table here mick have you ever had haggis no, uh-uh. I mean, looking with a name like Nick, you know, I'm definitely uh descendant from Irish, but um, I, I guess, look, with the right pint, I might I might roll the dice and, and try it. I'm, you know, I'm one of these guys who isn't afraid to try something at least once. Well, I think in my case, it would be the right pints uh, in order to do that. Jay, right. have you ever had Haggis? Uh, I've never had haggis. I like all things beef. Um, and uh, the, I guess, traditional Scottish pudding made of the heart liver and on and on and on, or sheep or calf, minced and uh, suet and oatmeal seasoned, boiled in the stomach of the of the actual uh, – uh, no, that's not right. That's saying is it. <laughs> so uh, I've never had haggis before. Hey, let me let – me, All right, I'm going to get – Go ahead, with, with, uh, Yeah, with Mick. Uh, NIL deals. We're looking at Bryce Young just signed a deal with Dr. Pepper uh, doing the Fansville, which uh, DJ Lele did last year with Clemson. Uh, from there, you know, just the deals that he's landed this year from, um, you know, the was it Dollar Shave Club, also No Bull, um, and continues to get things even just, you know, from local type spots. I, I think his, his value is about $3.4 million right now in NIL money. But, um, with Bam Insider on three, I know this is something that they're keeping track of and doing a really good job of that. But, man, he's blowing it out of the water right now. And you talk about a, a, a group last year that with DJ, maybe not – they said they didn't care about you know the ROI, is not worried about the player. They're worried about the fans. That's why it's called Fansville. But um, for them to be able to step back up and for him to get this opportunity, I think we'll see him in the Nissan Heisman house as well. I would think that they would use him this year because they can. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean – he could be the first like active player in the Heisman house. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. That what I love about Saban as your coach is that you're going to do things the right way. I mean, it's just plain and simple. I mean, this is what NIL is supposed to be about, right? You you go in, you play good football, and then you know you make a name for yourself. You win the Heisman, and then you get to go out, and people will pay you to to you know help market their their products. I mean, this is what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be recruiting. You know, hey, if you show up here, we're going to give you this, right? It's supposed to be you earned it, and, and this guy's definitely earned it. I mean, um, 
to the letter of the law, he's a great example of of why they should have done this a long time ago, you know, because he, he's earned that with the play on the field. So it, it's hard to keep up with all of the different things that that these guys are involved in. Um, but, yeah, on three, you know, we're, we're always trying to know what's next. You know, Bryce Young's going to have a lot of great opportunities. And the funny thing is I think Nick Saban was like, hey, hold off on signing some of these deals until you play a little bit. And it's paid off for him in that capacity as well. Mick, uh, reading between the lines of Nick Saban's comments over the last few weeks, it appears uh, that the top three receivers to start the season are going to be Georgia transfer Jermaine Burton, sophomore Ja'Cory Brooks, and junior Treshawn Holden, who really uh, stood out in the scrimmage this weekend. Uh, what's your assessment of uh, the Alabama receiver group? Well, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of competition there. And, you know, going into the season, it's really hard to tell who the – you know, we knew last year going in, John Mechie was definitely going to be one of the focal points at wide receiver. Those are the three guys that we're hearing are going to start. And, you know, how long does that go? How do they do? that'll play out on the football field. Uh, and then the other part of it, too, is who's going to emerge to push them for playing time? And how will those guys do? To me, this is one of the biggest question marks, and it's nothing against any of these guys, but the, the bar is so high that, it, it, it in my mind, I, I'm just, until I see it for myself in a, in a couple of real games, and probably that... that uh, game at you know down in texas will help us really figure out what we're looking at but it's been it's been a who's who of future stars at wide receiver for alabama since julio jones signed and i mean you could sit here and name uh one after the other you know cooper and ridley and you know and the, the four guys that were all first round picks and this and that you know and then last year with jameson williams and john mechie i mean it how do these guys stack up against them is the biggest question to me. I think that they might not be as good, but I feel like Alabama's run game is going to be a lot better. And then the kids catching the balls out of the backfield, they're going to have some time to grow into that spot. But I'm not a hundred percent sold on these guys being as good or better than what Alabama had last year or even in any of these years. But, um, but I mean, I, I'm still kind of waiting to make a total assessment to see some games. Hey, Mick, as we wrap it up, I'm going to ask you one question concerning Major League Baseball. So, um, keep it keep it pretty quick as we approach the top of the hour. Will the Braves catch the Mets? No. No, 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 no. The Mets have I too agree. much pitching. I think the Braves I think the Braves could still win the World Series. I mean, they're going to be in the, the postseason, and they're going to be a tough out. Uh, you know, and they to me they're the team that the Dodgers don't want to face because the, the Braves don't care who the Dodgers are. They're they're I think the the Dodgers are intimidated by the Braves. Should have beat them twice in the playoffs in a row. But I just think the Mets have too much pitching. Uh, I look at some point Buck's going to win a, a a championship. I mean, look twice he built franchises left, and the next year they won the World Series without him. Um, he's he's a perfectionist. I think he's a difference maker at manager. 
They've had some clowns in New York. Now they actually have someone that really gets it. And so um, I, I, I like the Mets a lot, and I, and, I, and I like the Braves a lot, too. I think that division, even with the Phillies in there, is great baseball, game in and game out. But I just don't see the Mets with all the pitching that they have uh, uh, faltering enough for the Braves to catch them. But I think it'll be an interesting race. When you got DeGrom and Scherzer back-to-back, you're in trouble. Uh, you know, long series, short series, uh, that, that's a big deal. Uh, plus, these guys put the ball in play, and they make things happen. Uh, never been a big Mets fan, but I, I appreciate their talent. Uh, and agree with you 100%. I don't think they'll catch them, but I think they still got a chance to win it all and maybe even go back-to-back, so that's very, very cool. Hey, Mick, how do people listen to you tonight? Hey, check me out. Me and the crew will be on... Uh... Bama Insider on the YouTube channel at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow I'll be with Andrew Bone at 8 o'clock talking recruiting. We'll get you updated on everything going on with Crimson Tide. So uh, log on and, and watch and roll tide, everybody. Thanks, Mick. Thank you, roll Mick tide. Gillespie. Uh, coming up next hour, we'll be talking to Tim Brando. So stay tuned on the Jay Barker Show. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
1-800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome back into the Jay Barker Show on this rainy Monday across the state of Alabama. Our streaming platforms and uh, radio stations that have joined us and carry this fine program. Appreciate all of you listening in today and, and get ready for it because from what I looked at, I'm no James Spann by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it appears like uh, this rain is just going to kind of be steady for the next week. Anyway, uh, Jay Barker, steady as the sponsors go. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, to Top Golf in Birmingham, one of our great sponsors, and been with us for the last, uh, what, uh, I guess two, two and a half years. And uh, just a great uh, place to go out with family, friends, coworkers, and uh, the drinks, the food, the fun, and a lot of laughter at the, at the different shots. Also, a lot of excitement claps for them as well, but just a fun time for you and the family. They do a lot of charitable events at Top Golf in Birmingham uh, that raise a lot of money for charities here locally. And also a lot of parties, whether it be birthday parties, anniversaries, bachelorette parties bachelor parties they do it all at top golf at birmingham also driven by sunny king ford on the sunny side of the street go by and see tony russell and all the great folks there at sunny king ford hey real quick uh nil the first uh, entire uh high school football team gets an nil deal so the entire john uh, st john bosco football roster offered a deal there out of california mm-hmm. and uh Kong, i think it's Kongik or something like that the the, the uh, spells uh, k-o-n G-I-Q. So uh, you guys figured that one out. But uh, California first state to allow high school athletes to enter into NIL agreements. So it's acceptable for St. John Bosco football players to participate in this NIL deal with them, a sports performance equipment and wellness technology platform. Now, high school athletic associations in 17 states now allow their student athletes to participate in NIL. And recently, the District of Columbia, Columbia Iowa, Massachusetts joined the list where it's allowed. However, football powerhouse states like Texas, Florida, Georgia have prohibited student athletes from participating in NIL, yet the deal uh, with the 70-plus players and this company is believed to be the first for an entire high school football team. So they'll use their social media, they'll they'll, uh, post all kinds of things through that and become kind of influencers, ambassadors for this company. But uh, pretty interesting uh, to see now that you've got uh, guys coming out that are in high school now getting NIL deals. Yeah, I'm uh, I think the I'm uh, <laughs> this is uh, yeah the the avalanche is starting, but then uh, I think the the market will determine where this goes, and the, the company will see if it gets bang for its buck, or maybe it's just a way to funnel money to a school uh, if there's open enrollment and kid like there is in most places, and kids can just go there for get paid to get. <laughs> Play play high school football. I I, I don't uh, know, but uh, guys, very odd. This uh, this uh, morning, uh, late this morning, the Associated Press released their AP uh, All American team, uh, and that was selected by a panel of top twenty five poll voters. Not surprisingly, Alabama absolutely dominates this uh, list here. Uh, first teamers: Bryce Young, Will Anderson. Jordan Battle, defensive back, and Eli Ricks, which I find interesting because Eli Me Ricks, too. Eli Ricks, uh, 
You know, he, he's been battling injury, but at, it, AP voters are are smart and uh, they they know what the the potential is for Ricks. And we've talked about Ricks uh, a lot. I mean, I, I spoke to NFL scout uh, recently and said he's a top ten pick if he. He has the a potential to be a top 10 pick in next year's draft. Then on the second team, uh, Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs, uh, Alabama guard Emil Akior, uh were on the second team. So Alabama's four first-teamers and six players on the top two teams overall were the most for any school. And then, uh, not surprisingly, Ohio State was second behind Alabama uh, with three first-team selections and five players overall. And I think this underscores a point that uh, Jay and I made uh, all week last week, and that is, Matt, that it's sort of it's Alabama, Ohio State, and then there's a gap with everybody else. Yep. And uh, it's going to be pretty fascinating to watch because these are the two top teams of the two top conferences. And uh, it, it, it seems, I, I mean, I know we haven't played a game yet, but it seems like... They're on a collision course. The Buckeyes on the tide. That's, what it, that's exactly what I'm and saying. Everybody else is. Everybody's predicting. We'll ask Brando in a few minutes. Yeah. What, what What do you think he'll say? I mean, and, and I think he will. And, and Georgia had uh, three players on the first team. Uh, Brock Bowers, the, the tight end, who is just outstanding. He was the. He, he may have been. Last year, he may have been the most dominant freshman tight end I've ever seen. Uh, defensive tackle Jalen Carter, also a great player, uh, and quarterback uh, uh, Kaylee Ringo. So you, you you look at that of the twenty two starters on the first team. Let's see, seven were from either Alabama or Georgia, and then if you throw in Ohio State, it's ten of the twenty two were from three teams. Uh, pretty, <laughs> Jay, uh, it, it, it really, again, I, I think it underscores just the, the, the fact that, uh, there is, there's two teams that, that seem to have more talent than everyone else. Yeah. And now with the transfer rules and now with NIO, I mean, look at Alabama, two of the guys, Jameer Gibbs, you talked about being on the second team, uh, Eli Ricks on the first team. We'll end up seeing where Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Burton ends up at the end of the year, but, you know, those three guys, just like it was last year where they were two for two when it came to their uh, to, to the guys they brought in, Henry Toto and and also Jameson Williams. So if they're able to keep that up, I mean, that, that's what the transfer is. Saban said and everybody said this it's only going to benefit the the top, the elite, the uh, the blue bloods of college football. Now, with the NIL deals, being able to go out there and raise the money with collectives to be able to get companies to uh, pay these guys certain amounts of money per year. Um it's crazy. I mean, and, and so again, you know, you list those guys from Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, but that's the top programs right now. And they're feeding off of this ability with NIL and with transfer portals to bring guys in. I mean, Eli Ricks and uh, uh, and, and um, Jameer Gibbs should be on t- two other teams, right? I mean, in the normal yeah. circumstances of college football, uh, you take two away from that six that Alabama's got in the AP uh, top 25, but they were able to, or uh, AP uh, All-Americans, but able to bring two guys in that are their first team. And second team all all Americans preseason, that's you know that's amazing. Uh, again, it's just like that's a free agency. Matt, one player that you've been talking about for a long time is uh, Jordan Battle. I know you really like him. I what, do. What, what is it? What 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 characteristics? What what traits about Battle do you uh, do you think uh, make him stand out? The top one is his football IQ. 
He just knows the game, and, and um, that that exudes to everybody on defense, and, and that as well is a form of leadership when you literally know the defense and pretty much what the offense is about to do better than anybody on the field. Uh, those players, to me, um, are invaluable. Uh, and I'm the third thing, and it's very, very close, is his sheer talent. I mean, the guy can hit, the guy can cover, and he's smart. He threw Bigsby out of bounds. I mean, he he kept Bigsby in bounds, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. There, there. That's why I start with uh, his football IQ, and I think it's even more important when your leader is a safety because he has the back view, and he can really see everything. And then maybe he can coach him up a little bit if something went wrong. So uh, I, I think he. And then you got you got two corners, Jay, that are extremely talented. They are just mistake prone. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from, you know, Alabama plays their corners on island. Um, you know, last year they got into doing a little bit different things with those guys and where they gave them a little bit more protection over the top and stuff and things that they could do to help them uh, when it came to coverage, uh, maybe issues at times. But, you know, Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, I mean, you got to believe that he's going to be – he was such a great athlete um, in high school and he's going to continue to get better as as his time goes on, Eli Ricks, if he gets healthy. So you're going to have a pretty good in the depth there at that spot as well. Um, but going back to Jordan Battle real quick, I, and, and I've loved this guy since the day he got there. Spring practice his freshman year, had just arrived. Watching him on the scrimmages, I'm like, that guy is going to be really good. And I, what I loved about him was his intensity. But after every play, and you're watching the games. I mean, I love watching him on the field. Uh, when I'm at the games, even watch them on TV, but you really see it when you're at the game because you can watch everything and, and see kind of how guys are reacting. But he's always a guy that's encouraging. He's a great leader for that defense. But after every play, I mean, when he's you know 20 yards away, he sprints back to the middle of the field as a safety. He doesn't jog back. He, doesn't, he sprints all out and uh, gets himself back in position. He's the quarterback of that secondary, making sure everybody's lined up, seeing everything, the formations, helping out uh, the linebackers as far as seeing it as well. Communication is key when it comes to formation recognition and what you feel like you're going to get out of those particular plays on down and distance. So he's been an outstanding player, great leader in Alabama, and just a, an example of a guy that buys into what Coach Saban talks about the process, and he's going to benefit from it. Yeah, and um, yeah, to underscore your point, Jay, just about the, the this new era of college football, seven players on the AP uh, first and second string have transferred. And uh, and also, I think it's it's note, noteworthy that the second string quarterback is C.J. Stroud, and I, I think uh, at this point, again, we haven't even played a game yet. If I was a betting man, and I am, uh, I think <laughs> C.J. Stroud is going to be your Heisman Trophy winner. But I think it's going to come down to C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And I love how you're so open about that. Why not? Now, um, do you bet on preseason football? Uh, my my guy won't let me. I uh, tried. <laughs> oh really? I Tony Curry told me always take the underdog. And you know what? <laughs> the games that I wanted to bet, I always took the. I would. I want to take the underdog, and I would be like five and zero oh right now. I was told that that's what you take in college football bowl games because the team that is more excited to be there is likely to win, and it's way over fifty percent. Now I'm, I take the college football playoffs out of it because that's really more even. But last night the Underdog. Bengals were five and uh, they were uh, five and a half point dogs, and um, they ended up losing by three. I would have taken the Bengals and I would have won. Take the dog. 
I guess there's a reason why he's not taking you back. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up, Tim Brando on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Um. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy through tonight. A good chance of showers and thunderstorms. The high today, 79. Tonight's low, 67. Or tomorrow, the sky occasionally cloudy with a few passing showers and storms during the day. The high at 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Vacation trip, that kind And scanning the radio, picking up radio stations. I'd love to do that from market to market to market. Every time they played an ELO song, I thought of Tim Brando. Is that weird? Timmy? It's a little weird. It's a little weird. That the, I'm on the road with my wife going to the beach, and I'm thinking, hey, that's Tim Brando's song. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, now, do you want to go to ELO weekend? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There you go. Hey, uh, give us a give us a quick uh, update on Tim and what you're doing this week and when when you hit the airwaves. Well, I'm going to be like everybody else, enjoying week zero from afar, but I am boning up on uh, two games and one of the games uh, this weekend. Uh, Wyoming, I believe, is playing Illinois, and and I get them the following week against Indiana, so I'll be scouting that one. Uh, because that'll be an interesting game. The Illini are at home. Brett Bielema is uh, in a pretty good spot with a team returning that he believes, and I think a lot of other prognosticators think, is is maybe ready to win a bowl game uh, this year. And, uh, you know, I think this is year three for him. Memory serves me correctly. Uh, No, maybe year two. Excuse me, year two. So, you know, the reincarnation of Brett's career, uh, is coming with Indiana. And Tom Allen, who was a defensive coordinator at one time at Ole Miss, is now the head coach of Indiana, you know, beat Penn State in the COVID season, had a really good year, 6-2, and two, um, and then bottomed out last year, just went the other way after they lost to Cincinnati early. And that's a conference game that we'll have on September the 2nd. So a week from Friday, Spencer and I have a Big Ten game to open. And then we'll hop in a Hummer and go a little bit further north to do Wisconsin and Illinois State on Saturday night, September the 3rd. So we've got two games in the first full weekend of college football. So uh, I'll be um, I'll be doing some scouting this weekend and enjoying, you know, my last week at home, uh, my last weekend at home before we crank it up. And uh, there's no turning back after that, Matt. You know, I'm, I'm all the way through to March in the Big East tournament, so... Uh, once I get rolling, I don't stop. 
Tim Brando, our guest, and uh, we always love having him on each and every week talking some college football and uh, getting ready for the season in 2022. And, man, I, I hate it for you with the Hummer. Well, I ain't going to be you, I guess. I'd, I'd hate to see that gas bill for that uh, if you're going to be riding. Uh, any, <laughs> well, any hey, that, all I ask, if, if they're not going to put us in a puddle jumper to get us from Bloomington to uh, to uh, Madison, then I want, it, yeah. I want it to be something that's a stretch, and I want somebody else driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, g- give us kind of your surprise team maybe this year in the SEC. Do you, do you have one as far as a team that might kind of come out of out of nowhere? And and and, and the second part of that is just how do you think Brian Kelly? What kind of difference will he make at LSU year one? Well, beginning with the sleeper team, I think Mississippi State with Will Rogers at quarterback is a team that can do a lot of damage early. Uh, they could spoil a lot of. Se- uh, for a number of people. I think they can hurt Texas A&M badly, uh, and I think they could hurt uh, potentially LSU uh, when they play relatively early. Um, Auburn is also a team that I think could uh, struggle with Mississippi State. Um, Rodgers is a difference maker at quarterback. I talked to Archie Manning last week, as I historically have through the years we used to do Saints, Preseason games together, and of course, he worked with Sony and Spencer and me at the CBS studio for about 10 of my 18 years during that time when we were working on Saints games together. And, and he always gives me a little, um, you know, inside look at what happened at the Manning Academy, the Passing Academy. And he can't stop talking about Rodgers as being uh, the real deal. I think most people think of Leach's quarterbacks as guys with a math great stat because of the system. You know, that it's a system-based uh, deal, and he believes Rodgers is, is beyond that. And I, and I agree. I think Will Rodgers is uh, arguably uh, the second-best quarterback in the SEC. And um, if he can stay healthy, then there's a very good chance that they could surprise a lot of people. He, everyone wants to talk about, um, you know, who's the third-best team in the Southeastern Conference. And because of the hype machine around recruiting – and to some extent, the say-to-say between Nick and Jimbo, uh, just about everybody wants to go with A&M, and I'm not sure that that's the case. I, you know, it could be Kentucky. It could be uh, Arkansas. It could be, you know, Ole Miss or, or LSU. Or, but who's to say that Mississippi State uh, won't be the fourth-best team and screw it up for one of those teams that think they're a, a New Year's Day Bowl type of team? Tim, you uh, study the Big Ten as much as anyone, and uh, I want to get your assessment of Ohio State and specifically Coach Ryan Day and what sort of separates Ryan Day from uh, other coaches. And and also, I always ask too many questions, but uh, (laughs) the AP All-American teams came out, right? First and second teams. And Alabama had six total. Ohio State had five. Is it, in your estimation, at the start of the season, is it Alabama, Ohio State, and then a little bit of a gap between it with everybody? Oh else? yeah, I'd say a lot of bit of a gap, not a little bit of a gap. I'd say a lot of bit of a gap. If you look at where Notre Dame is uh, in Vegas, what is it now? Fourteen and a half? Is it moved to fifteen? What is it in the game with Ohio State? It's up there. I know mm-hmm. that. And Notre Dame, Notre Dame's ranked fifth in one poll. I mean, think about that. Two versus five, and the number five team is a, you know, 
more than a two-touchdown dog uh, against Ohio State. The Buckeyes just, along with Alabama and to some extent Georgia, and Clemson too, I think we can still put Dabo's in, you know, program in it. They, they have been dominating the, four, the 14 playoff era of the CFP so much that they just have a huge recruiting advantage. Uh, and as a result, um, those teams have put some distance between themselves and others. I, I think that can change once we expand the playoff. I think it will ex- uh, change when we expand the playoff. Because the regular season last year, we had a ton of upsets, including Oregon going in and spanking Ohio State in week two. Um, and I remember going into uh, Columbus the next week, and Tulsa was only down uh, six points with a little under 10 minutes to play. They wound up losing by 21, but it was a very uh, entertaining game. And, and Ryan was having a horrible time with his defense. You know, he had just moved his defensive coordinator out of the booth and replaced him with his secondary coach. And, uh, you know, that particular game, it was like that, that, that Super Bowl film of Hank Stram uh, of the Chiefs making fun of Minnesota's defense. You know, remember that, that little piece of audio? Hey, look at that. Look at that, Charlie. You see, you see Kosolke and Winston? They're running around like a Chinese fire drill. You remember that soundbite? <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Ohio State defensively looked like you know, in the Oregon game, and the same thing was true in the Tulsa game. Uh, so what did, what did he do? What did Ryan Day do? He went out and addressed the problem uh, and got Jim Knowles, who uh, had one of the best defenses in the country in Stillwater, Oklahoma last year, uh, to come in and fix his defense. And I think everyone's thinking that that's what's going to happen here, that Ohio State will shore up its defensive problems they don't have to be number one, two, three, four, five in the country in defense. With that offense, I mean, and they got unbelievable talent everywhere. You know, Smith and Jigba leads the way, but there's a ton of other receivers who have replaced Olave and others. And then you've got, in addition to Stroud, who most people consider the, the odds-on uh, favorite for the Heisman, you've got uh, Travion Henderson, who who is an unbelievable back, might be the second-best running back in the country to be John Robinson uh, at Texas just in terms of his athletic ability. Uh, he uh, he had the most yards in a single game for any freshman ever last year. And, in fact, I think it was the third greatest all-time single-game performance ever, um, you know, in, a, in, a, in one game last year. They don't, they don't really run the ball that much, but if they choose to, they can. Ohio State is a juggernaut offensively, and – I don't think there's any question that they are going to be, you know, one B to Alabama's one A, if nothing else. Yep, yeah, uh, certainly agree with it. Tim. Going to ask you to hang another break. Can you do that? Sure, not a problem. All right, Tim Brando, our guest on the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Man, it's a hot one. Like seven inches from the 
in, in looking at the overall scheme, we talked Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, give me, and I know Georgia's there too. Okay, uh, give me somebody that we might, that might be off the radar right now that could actually end up in the Final Four. Oh well, there there are a ton of those teams, Matt, because uh, no one in the media, the national media, wants to talk about anything other than brand names. And I guess it's the yep. click world we're living in, you know, website uh, circumstances, and uh, you know, whatever school's got the most alumni base or uh, what website's got the most followers is uh, that's what people are going to talk about. And uh, you know, we've got really good teams out there that. Um, that don't get discussed like they should. Uh, Fresno State's going to play USC in a game uh, the the third week of the season. I mentioned that Ohio State-Toledo game I'm going to have on Fox in primetime. The game that comes on after that is Fresno State at USC. Now, the game will start at about 10.30 Central Time. It's a Pac-12 after dark game. But I would say uh, get your popcorn ready because Fresno State possibly could win that game. All right? Fresno State's really, really good. People don't know anything about them. Uh, but, but that's a team that has a history and, and, and will be, I think, very competitive. Whether they win it or not, it'll be an entertaining game. Uh, but the, the, conference, <laughs> the conference media voted Baylor number one and, and for the first time in the history of the school. And nobody's talking about them. I've got them number four in my poll. The poll for preseason is where I believe they'll finish, not where they are entitled to start. And I think that team is uh, capable of winning every game they play. North Carolina State, Dave Dorn is in his 10th year. He brings back the best defensive backfield, arguably in the ACC for sure, arguably in the country. they got two of the best cover corners in college football. On that team, they'll be playing at Clemson early in the season. I think it's the first week in October or the last week of September. Uh, and I think they're going to be Clemson at Clemson. But you'd be hard pressed to get anybody to tell you anything about NC State. They might not even know who the coach is, and he's been there for 10 years. I mean, this goes on and on and on. Uh, Utah, Kyle Whittingham might be the most underrated coach in the modern era of college football. He's been there since Urban Meyer left. Let me repeat that. He's been there since Urban Meyer left. They pushed Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Cam Rising is returning at quarterback. You know the value of having a returning quarterback in today's college football, what that means. You think Jimbo would love to have a really good returning quarterback like Cam Rising at Texas A&M? I do. I certainly wouldn't think A&M was overrated if they had him as their quarterback. But he's at Utah. Utah is going to beat USC when they play them later on this year. They've got better personnel, and I had them when they beat USC last year early in the season, and that, of course, led to them making a coaching change. So, I mean, I could I could give you probably five or six more teams, Matt, that are capable of, of getting into that fourth position. Um, you know, Fresno State is the closest thing to a Cincinnati that's out there. I just don't quite think they've got what Cincinnati had a year ago. And I feel sort of the same way about Houston. I think Dana Holgerson's team uh, with the Cougars that's headed to the Big 12 now still in the American, they could win every game they play. But their toughest game really is at Texas Tech uh, in Week 2. They don't have a Notre Dame to beat, you know, on the road in their schedule. 
that could help prop them up. College football is better and deeper and has more parity than people realize. But as long as we have this godforsaken 14 college football playoff where only the brands need apply. Last year, we got a little bit of a break because Oklahoma State managed to lose to Baylor. And Baylor managed to get upset by TCU two weeks before that, or the Big 12 champion would have replaced Cincinnati. But by and large, until we get to that 12-team playoff, which I believe we will, hopefully sooner rather than later, we're not going to see how much parity there is. We're only going to see the same brand names playing the same games at the same time of the year. And those obviously begin with Alabama, Ohio State, and continue with Georgia, Clemson, and you know whoever the – other team is that could climb into contention uh, from time to time, like a Michigan, like a Notre Dame. We're visiting with Tim Brando, and always a pleasure to have him on talking college football. Tell, tell us a bit your thoughts about uh, Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, and just maybe the impact that both of those guys can make on this South Carolina team. Well, I mentioned Mississippi State maybe as a sleeper. I think the other candidate, if it's not them, would certainly be South Carolina. Don't you think? I mean, Shane is, uh, one of, I think, one of the most popular first-year coaches we've seen in the conference in a long time. And it doesn't surprise me uh, because of his past and uh, the people he works for. You know, he, he did a hell of a job at Oklahoma. I used to see Shane quite a bit uh, when, he was, when he was coaching there. And um, I, I knew he was ready for this opportunity. And he's taken the best from what he's learned from the best that he worked for and then channeled his uh, his inner Frank. You know, his dad was one of the great coaches of uh, a generation and uh, almost always was overlooked, you know, in Blacksburg, Virginia. Shane's persona, though, is a lot, a lot more like his mom's. He's a lot more outgoing. And as a result, I think he's getting a lot of attention, and understandably so, at South Carolina. They need help in places beyond quarterback, although I think Rattler is certainly a great addition for them. Uh, and we'll give him some mojo, uh, Jay. I mean, he's fearless. Uh, and I think that that's something that you always like to see in a quarterback. South Carolina could surprise a lot of people. I think everybody's so pumped up about Kentucky. I am too. I think Kentucky is really good. I don't call them a sleeper because they've won 10 games before. You know, they, we know what, you know, Stoops' team can do. Um, and I think a lot of people want to jump on the Tennessee bandwagon maybe a little too soon. South Carolina, in my opinion, might be in a better spot than the guys in Knoxville, at least where their program is now, the totality of it. Tim, uh, I'll keep it very simple this time. Will Brian Harson <laughs> be the head coach at Auburn in 2023? No, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't think so. and Because I, I really like Brian a lot. I, I, I think Brian is, um, is a hell of a coach. And um, probably just didn't know what he was getting into. Uh, and it's kind of a shame. But, but I've been saying that about uh, all the coaches that have been at Auburn since Terry Bowden was unceremoniously run out of town by Bobby Louder. I mean, here we are. <laughs> it's been almost 30 years, and the same issues are there. It's just it's no longer Louder. It's somebody else, you know, that swings too big of a stick or wood or whatever you want to call it. Um, bottom line is that the, the issues at Auburn have not changed. No matter how good the coach might be, if he doesn't fit exactly the way the Auburn family 
believes the fit should be, then the guy has no chance. Absolutely no chance. Uh, I thought at the SEC media days, he was magnificent. Uh, he was, in my opinion, of all the coaches that spoke to the media at large, he was the one that impressed me the most. Uh, and that's saying something because I really like a lot of the Southeastern Conference coaches. I think they've got a lot of chutzpah to them. But Brian had to assert himself and let people know how he truly felt. And uh, I thought he spoke from the heart, but also his head that day. But the problem is the die has been cast, pardon the pun. I, I think that uh, <laughs> with the issues and the many changes he had to make uh, with his program and, and everything else that took place, uh, you look around the, the SEC, and in that division, it's so hard, so hard, that uh, I don't know that he can win eight games, and it's probably going to take that for him to hold on to his job. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it should be that way, but I think it is that way. So, no, I don't think he'll be back for a third year. Tim, time just flies when you have you on the uh, Jay Barker Show. Thanks for your time, and uh, have a great <laughs> remainder of the week, and hopefully we'll be able to check in next week with some more Electric Light Orchestra. Thanks, you, Timmy. You got it. <laughs> and, Lars, give me give me that uh, that, that, that oh-so-difficult oh three-part question next week, will you? <laughs> I'm going to, yes. There, it, it may be a four-parter. Tim, my dad was a lawyer, so, you know, I, I've inherited some of his characteristics when it comes to asking questions. <laughs> I love Thanks, Tim. Have I a great it. week. Thanks, All yeah. right, you too. All right, gentlemen, we'll be back and uh, wrap up the Jay Barker Show for this Monday in just a minute. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy through tonight. A good chance of showers and thunderstorms. The high today, 79. Tonight's low, 67. For tomorrow, the sky occasionally cloudy with a few passing showers and storms during the day. The high at 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We've talked NIL, but this particular story, 51 offensive linemen, uh, even one on Auburn's team, and I didn't get the name there because it wasn't in the article. Uh, none, uh, none of the offensive linemen from Alabama have signed with Hooters. Hooters. Yes. I mean, no, people Alabama watch football. There's the obvious. <laughs> uh, you know what? Probably true. But... Uh, I like it when we hear about the guys that the big uglies and the guys that don't get all the PRJ are getting a part of it because that, I think, face it, I think that was a concern of a lot of us 
Your star quarterback's going to get a million five, and the guy snapping the ball to him is going to get five. And I mean, like, 500. Um, but they've stepped up in a lot of ways, and, and this is kind of the area that I originally thought the NIL would be a good idea about. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, last year, Morgan and Morgan came out with, uh, you know, a size matters, all the billboards. They had Evan Neal from Alabama. They had, I think, four guys from Kentucky. They went pretty much all over the SEC and got offensive linemen or defensive linemen. They got the big guy, Davis, out of Georgia. He was on all their billboards all throughout Atlanta and Athens and all that. So, yeah, it's great to see that, 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 that they're getting uh, a good share of this, that, that a company like that would sign 51 of these players. They'll probably add more to their roster as they go along. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to see that. And, and you know, th- that's one of the good things about the NIL stuff. Again, Bryce signed the Dr. Pepper deal, uh, the, the Shave Club, Dollar Shave Club, the, you know, all the, the different companies he's working with now. These are all national companies. I mean, that's what's amazing about it. Uh, and, and being able to use image and likeness. And Lars, I, Bryce may become the first, because I, I know when you look at, there may, I'm not sure some of the other guys kind of where they are. Most of the guys are looking like Bronny. Uh, you look at um, even as far as Manning, uh, Arch, where his value is. But he's still in high school. I don't know if he's going to be able to be eligible for anything where he's at right now. But Bryce may end up making about the same amount of money as his offense and defensive coordinators at Alabama this year. That is just yeah. mind-boggling. It, yeah, uh, it, it really is. About it, it, it really is. And, you know, how does that impact the sort of – like balance of not power, but balance of influence in the locker room. And, uh, you know, on, you know, Jay, you've talked a lot about on NFL teams, the quarterback who makes far more money than the coach in most instances, uh, really, uh, c- controls everything. And, um, it, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out moving forward. Again, uh, I, I think eventually, the market will level out here, and uh, I, I, I think some of these NIL deals are just uh, ridiculous, right? I, I don't know how these businesses could ever uh, expect a uh, commiserate return on their investment. But, um, Matt, I mean, I, until there are guardrails put in, and again, we got uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville on the case. He's on it. And you know what? <laughs> and Manchin. That, uh, that, Senator Manchin. that's what's got to happen. Uh, uh, Nick Saban's best buddy from uh, Wisconsin. Or from, right. Not Wisconsin. Uh, West Virginia. But, yeah, he stepped out there but, and but, endorsed but, him. Yeah, but those, yeah. It's the uh, only political thing that, that Nick Saban has done. Uh, uh, unless you call vaccination political, I don't oh, know. BLM. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, but Whatever. this is very important to him. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, very important to all of us, no, and that's but, why but, I say but, Congress no, but, but go. At least, at least uh, they are sort of behind the scenes starting to work on something. And uh, and as we've talked about, it's not going to happen in an election year, a midterm election year. But maybe uh, next year, uh, in 2023, something could get done. But, uh, I mean, Jay, don't, don't you think... Federal legislation is really the solution to uh, the wild, wild west that is NIL right now. Yeah, they're going to get it back to the schools. I think. I, I think they figured there are all these different collectives that have come out from all these agencies and agents that are trying to get involved, and, and a lot of times don't have the best interests of the players at heart. They they tell them that they do, but really they're just trying to make a buck off of uh, these young players. There's some out there that are doing it the right way, and 
you know, I think that's what some of the authorized collectives uh, from the universities are, are getting is they're going to start building this thing up and putting it back in the university's hands, how the money's distributed, the way they want to distribute it out to the different uh, athletes, not just football or men's basketball, but throughout the entire athletic department. So we're going to see a lot of a lot of different changes. And, and there needs to be some some formality about this. There needs to be a, a, a governing. And I think we're going to see that, too, with the CFP. We talked about that, Matt, last week to the push. Now for the CFP, who already decides the playoffs to become the governing body for the uh, for college football, and uh, we'll see whether or not that kind of pushes through and takes uh, college football out of the hands uh, of the NCAA. Hey, real quick, some NFL news, and I want to say congratulations to Nick Mullins. Uh, he gets another shot again. Uh, he got traded or acquired by Minnesota Vikings. They acquired the Alabama native, played at Spain Park, and uh, now going to the Las Vegas Raiders. So had a chance to watch him from. Early in his high school career, realized he was going to be a special player. He started early, kind of came in at the right time, and was able to get that position and really was uh, in, a, in a great offense, too, at that time. I can't remember the coach's name. Um, coach Lindsay, I think it was, that was there at that time, but that went on with him. To, or He ended up being at Southern Miss with him and kind of continued to run that offense all the way through college and put up huge numbers. But I've uh, been really proud of him. He's got a great family as well. Uh, also, Baker Mayfield uh, has been named the starter after the trade from the Browns. So uh, Baker getting his chance to uh, now show whether or not uh, he can be that NFL quarterback everybody thought he might be. Yeah, and also Tom Brady makes his return to Tampa after an 11-day absence for personal reasons. And uh, it'll be interesting once uh, Tom has to uh, face reporters. And uh, I'm guessing he'll just say, hey, it's personal, none of your business, and uh, he'll move on to other things. And and that's I, I think that's a perfectly fine – I think that's a perfectly yeah. fine response from Tom. And, yeah, that's boy, fine. you know what? Well, boy, dude, Antonio dude, Brown didn't, didn't like it. What a – the, 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 uh, the river yeah. he's on the mass singer <laughs> yeah um yeah that's crazy because of his deal but, with fox. Uh, they, I, they I, said that you know he signed that big deal with fox and then he had already made an agreement with them to do that that was kind of the rumor that was going around that he had to take that time off in order to fulfill that obligation we'll see tampa bay's offensive line has absolutely been decimated yeah. by injuries yeah, yeah. retirement uh, free agent signings. I mean, they're going to be signing, all, or they're going to be playing a bunch of guys who would be second string on most teams. Uh, Big guys, have a great day. Go? Yep. We got to go. Thanks for listening to the Jay Barker Show. Hi, this is Wes McCall.